Welcome to Conscious Curiosity San Diego, the podcast that provides the backstory of local successful San Diego leaders who bring hope, inspiration, and purpose to the work they do and the people they lead. Conscious Curiosity is sponsored by Conscious Capitalism San Diego, and I'm your host, Jeff Blanton from Jailbreak Leadership. Conscious Capitalism calls for a different type of leadership, a leader that seeks a higher purpose for business beyond profit that positively impacts all stakeholders employees, vendors, and the community they work in. We will explore why they have come to lead in this way, the rewards and challenges of being a conscious leader, and their vision for the future for their businesses and the community of San Diego. Today we have an amazing guest, Jackie Reed, the CEO of TS Restaurants. You may not be familiar with the name TS Restaurants, but I'm sure you know the restaurants themselves, Dukes of La Jolla and Jake's of Del Mar, along with uh, 12 other restaurants in Hawaii and California. Jackie's a mother, a grandmother, and has an amazing story to tell. Jackie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. I'm really excited to be here. Jackie has one of those made-for-TV, the great American story here. She went from hostess of TS Restaurants to the CEO. Jackie, <laughs> how did you make that happen? What's the story, and how did that parallel with the growth of TS Restaurants? Uh, I, don't, I really don't know how that happened. Actually, uh, a lot of hard work a tremendous amount of luck, and incredible mentors, if I had to boil it down to the top three. Um, yeah, so I started with TS when I was 18 years old. It was my very first job. I was actually at a low point in my life because I had uh, left college, you know, and, and I was just trying to figure out what I was going to do, and I was incredibly disappointed that I was at this crossroads when I had a very clear vision of what I thought my path would be. So I knew that I needed to work, and I found TS restaurants through Leilani's on the beach on Maui, and just thought, okay, let me just work, make some money, get back to school, and then I can be back on this path that I had envisioned for myself. Little did I know that after 32 years, I would be sitting here across from you talking about TS Restaurants as the CEO. It's been an incredible honor. Um, people along the way, uh, most notably one of the founders, Sandy Saxton, the S and TS, uh, reached out to me at a very young age to mentor me, encourage me, nurture me, and that is the reason that I'm sitting here today. Wow, wow. So that's... Many of us don't have that story, right? We're just out there floundering around and no one comes alongside us to help us out, especially, uh, you know, the owner or leader of the, of the, of the company. How, how did that form your leadership style? I mean, what kind of impact did that have on you? Oh, a tremendous impact. I mean, I, I know that I am sitting here in large part to, you know, Sandy's mentorship, my predecessor, Bill Parsons, his member, mentorship, um, and countless other executives in TS and, and just in life. And so knowing that when I needed it most, I had people that I could lean on who would um, not only teach me, but also listen to my ideas and encourage them as well and encourage confidence in me that that really made me determined to make sure that I do the same thing. I'm also Samoa, and my mom is from Samoa, so I come from a very small community. And uh, having leaders out there in society that come from the same place that I come from um, has always been 
been something that I've been proud to represent. I mean, to me, if I can represent possibilities and, and, and somehow reach out to the Samoan youth or the Polynesian youth and show them that they can do whatever they want to do, um, the world is not limited by what they see, then that is something that can make me very proud in my life. So one more question along the lines of the mentorship. Was it a formalized mem mentorship? Uh, was it kind of more ad hoc? And, and, and how do you mentor today? Do you, I mean, do you have a kind of a game plan? Do you pick a few people and you go, I think these are the ones I want to sow into? I mean, what, what does that look like? Yeah, so this is where it uh, ties in so beautifully to Conscious Capitalism and, and what it stands for. Uh, the company was founded by Rob Tebow and Sandy Saxton, and they both had a different way of looking at business. It wasn't just about the finances and the money. It was about the people. And they started that back in 1977. And so I thought, you know, going into the company that, you know, it, it was a company and it was a job, but they never looked at it that way. They always looked at it as a collection of, of friends and family that uh, they were going to be there for, whether it was somebody who's going to work for them for 30, 40 years, or if it was somebody that was going to work for them for a year, you know, that they would value these relationships and value people. So, this is the environment that I was so lucky to literally grow up in because I started when I was 18. It's also, you know, my culture um, also is, is very much that way. It's, it's about people. It's about connection. It's about responsibility to your relationships. So all along my lifetime, I've had this reinforced that, that connecting with people, um, acknowledging your responsibility to them matters and makes a difference. And it's not only the right thing to do, but it's your responsibility to make sure that you do it. So what I'm hearing, it's not some selective thing, which you, which you often hear when it comes to mentorship, you know, like there's some boss and they see a high flyer and where we're going to, you know, really work with this individual. And what you're saying is no, no, no. If you're in the business, <laughs> my door's open, we're here, we want to see you grow, we want to see you be successful and, you know, be part of the business as we move forward. Exactly. And, uh, you know, there are time constraints, of course. of course, and so you can't always be there for everybody the way that you want to, but this is in the DNA of TS is that we are in the people business. And so nurturing people, spending time with people, finding out what's important to them and seeing how they can be best supported, that is very much part of what we do on an everyday basis. So you and I had lunch and uh, you said something to me and then you actually proved it to me that I think has some significance in why you are where you are today. And you said, when you were sharing your story of, uh, know, climbing the ladder, I guess one way of saying it in the business was that you just always kept raising your hand. Like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. And uh, we were in a big meeting with, I don't know, 15, 17 other people. And I said, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. And I mean, my first three people that are volunteering and you raised your hand, right? So <laughs> like you said, I, I, this is what I do. So, I mean, maybe speak to that a little bit because most people are kind of hesitant to uh, jump in there. I'm not sure exactly what this is going to look like. Let me see how it all works out. And then maybe I'll, uh, I'll get involved. But apparently you're let's I'm the first one off the cliff or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, not off the cliff. I'm afraid of heights. Um, but I won't be doing any bungee jumping or any skydiving or anything. Um, you know, I, I think that probably came from a, a little bit of, of how I'm wired and then a lot because of my mom. I've always been an extremely curious 
person. I mean, as a child, I drove everybody crazy with my questions. I mean, I think I had way more questions as a child than they thought any child should ask. So I've always been incredibly curious. And anytime I have an opportunity to learn something or to have a new experience, that is some, that's really fulfilling and exciting for me. Um, and then my mom, you know, my mom always encouraged me to dream. You know, she's she's a beautiful immigrant story, you know, coming to the U.S. from Samoa as a teenager and making a life that was very different from the life that she had as a child. And, and I'm so, I admire her bravery, her courage, you know, and being able to step outside and do that. And so for her children, she always made sure to stress to us, um, do your best and, and dream big. And so, you know, that's what I've done. And it's all been about hard work and the experience. Um, lately, you know, through, I, I'm in an organization called YPO, Young Presidents Organization. And, and through, you know, my, my best uh, forum mates there, I've, I've had an opportunity to, or I've been encouraged to step back and enjoy the journey a little bit. But, but really, I don't do that very much. I'm always looking for the next thing. What is the next thing I can learn? How, you know, how can I learn from this person? I mean, it's exciting to me to be able to learn from someone or something. Well, I love that word, curiosity, conscious curiosity. <laughs> yes. That's the whole idea. And in fact, uh, I, I think that, that that's a really loaded sort of word. In fact, I heard if you're curious, you can't be uh, scared. Right. So, oh, so. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm scared all the time. But well, I <laughs> yeah, but I mean, sort of like this idea that you know you need to have courage, and curiosity mm -hmm. is like one of the ways to offset the fearness of you know having courage. It's it's, it's like a it's, it's sort of like a, a way of being cr uh, courageous is just being curious and and learning from folks. Um, you know, in, in conscious capitalism, one of the biggest things, really, in my mind anyways as well, is that uh, it's about business having a purpose grander than just making money. And you, you spoke to that a little bit. And many companies have a mission and vision, and it's on the wall because that's just what we're supposed to do. And they spent two days doing it. And <laughs> there it is, never to be looked at again. Uh, I would have to believe that uh, in TS Restaurants, that's not the case, that we're actually owning it and living it out. So maybe talk a little bit about... Uh, how, you know, did the business always have that? And, you know, what is it? Has it evolved over time? I mean, just share a little bit about what the, the grander view is. I mean, how, how, how does purpose and mission and vision, all that show up for, for your restaurants? Yeah, it's definitely evolved over time. I mean, in the beginning, you know, Rob and Sandy, our founders, were incredibly involved. They had their hands in everything. And so their communication was how, and, and their teachings, because they were training all of the TS leaders, uh, you know, that influence uh, was how the messaging got out. Uh, then, you know, so we went about 10 years without having anything formalized around mission and values. Uh, then, then This was in the earlier years? In the earlier years, okay. yeah, b before I joined. Just ad hoc, before right, I joined. Really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they were communicating it one-on-one, -on -one, which, right. is, which is wonderful. It happens in a small business. You can uh, do that in a small business. Absolutely, but as they grew, you know, and, and, and grew into different geographical areas, that became more difficult. And so they recognized that they needed to have something that was more formalized. And so then we had a uh, mission and values for um, – uh, probably about 10 or 15 years. Uh, then when the second generation of the families um, started to take their place in leadership of the company, uh, we realized that although everybody was very tied to the mission and values, it 
probably didn't resonate as much with people who weren't already in the company, who, who couldn't feel the meaning behind the words, um, and that perhaps there was a different way to say it. We weren't changing who we were as mm, a company. I see. We were just changing the words so that it was... Um, it, w- it would be able to be comprehended by somebody who didn't know anything about TS. Uh, so um, about six years ago, uh, the families did a workshop, um, and they graciously included me in the workshop, and we came up with a new mission, which is to create timeless memories and lifelong friendships with sunsets and aloha. Uh, and then our five core values, which are ohana, continuous improvement, serving our communities, pride in our employees, and fun. Um, So you see, all of it is about people and growth and connection. And that's what connects people to TS, is that TS is is very actively in everything that we do and everything that we say, we're focusing on connecting with them too. So I have to tell you, <laughs> two weeks ago was my 10-year anniversary. I got oh, married in Hawaii. Congratulations. And too cheap to take my wife to Hawaii, so I took her to Dukes in La Jolla. <laughs> oh, good. You should have let me know. <laughs> um, as I can say, is your, your, your staff was honoring the, the mission of the business. Uh, we, we got the sunset. We were sitting right on the, the edge of the restaurant. Uh, manager came over, spoke to us. Uh, Got us a free Mai Tai. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. So you guys, you guys are living that. Well, we hire people who believe in that on their own. You That's know, the question I was going to ask. So how do you really translate that? I mean, how many employees do you guys have? It must be quite a few. I mean, pre-COVID, we were around 23, 2,400. Um, right now, we're just under 2,000. Uh, so in, in building uh, that back up. Um, but yeah, we... we our philosophy is, you know, although experience is great, we we have great training programs. I mean, we have a 44-year history. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a lot of resources to pull from and a lot of uh, long-tenured people to do the training. So we're not necessarily looking for technical skills, although that's great. Uh, what we're looking for are people who really embody and believe in what TS stands for as a company. Uh, so, you know, we, we look for that more than we look for anything else. Because if you have somebody who already believes in that mission and already believes in those values, then everything else is going to come and, and will be so much easier. It's harder. You can't train, you know, commitment to a mission or to a set of values. You, you just can't. It's, it's, it's never going to come across as authentic and it's never going to be believable. Um, but we can train technical skills for those people who truly believe in the mission and the purpose of the company. How do you know? I mean, how, 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 do, you, how do you flesh that out? I mean, you know, the whole interviewing process usually is marginal at best, right? So yeah. how, how do you figure out that these people really are, you know, got the DNA that you're looking for? We have a very rigorous interview process for, for a restaurant company, uh, three interviews. Uh, and the third interview is with the general manager, and the third interview is all about our mission and values. Uh, that's all that's talked about. Uh, because in the first two interviews, we know we've already vetted the experience and, and vetted other things that you know we might want to ask the employee about their background or their experience level. But the third interview is all about mission and values. And I, I tell people all the time, you know, TS isn't for everyone. Um, but for the people that it really resonates for, people who really connect to it, 
um, it, it becomes a, a beautiful part of your journey. I mean, I think I'm a testament to that. You know, I started as an 18-year-old hostess, and now I'm a 50-year-old CEO, and I'm, I'm so proud to be a part of this organization. So years ago, I attended a, an event at the Ritz-Carlton, and, uh, and, and the whole deal had to do with Ritz-Carlton talking about the Ritz-Carlton way, and they actually packaged it up and sold it to people. And the whole idea was have uh, their employees be able to figure out what you needed before you knew what you needed for the, for the guests. And part of what they did is they paraded a bunch of employees up to talk about stories. So do you have a story you go, you know, I saw this thing happen that is kind of in line with our purpose and who we want to be that just kind of you know, took my breath away going, wow, this, this actually works. This is pretty amazing where, you know, someone was there and they were just able to grab it and take it, make it their own. And you go, that's it. That's what, that's what we're looking for people to be able to do. There's so many stories that I could share with you, um, but I'll share one because it popped into my head. But but there there are so many beautiful stories. But uh, I was at in an all employee meeting at Duke's Waikiki a number of years ago, and we had a fairly new host. He had only been with us for about six months, and he shared that he was was so grateful that um, we allowed him the ability to reach out and connect to guests in the way that, you know, whatever way that he thought was meaningful. So he sat a woman and she was sitting by herself and, you know, they got to talking and he asked the manager if he could, you know, comp her a piece of hula pie, which the manager said yes. And so he, he took the hula pie over to her and, and was talking with Is her. Is that the macadamia nut? Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> like everybody needs a hula pie in their life. Okay. <laughs> Um, and as he was talking with her, um, he, she told him that she used to come to Hawaii with her daughter every year, and her daughter uh, had passed away as a young adult, and this was her first trip back without her daughter. And they sat and talked and bonded over this hula pie and all because he felt like he had the, he was empowered to ask and he was so interested already as a person in another, in another person. I mean, that's just a beautiful example of humanity. And that's really how I look at, um, at TS is that we're, we're trying to create those timeless memories and lifelong friendships, and everything that we do is geared towards making sure that we do that. It's around food, um, which is beautiful. Sharing a meal is a, is a beautiful thing to do with people, but it's really about um, how can you touch another person? How can you, um, how can you connect with somebody? How can you build a new relationship? And he was able to do that just by one piece of hula pie. Wow, that's a great story. That's that's the whole idea behind the higher purpose. I mean, it's a restaurant. We serve food. That's our purpose, right? And then the higher purpose is just what you describe. And the cool part is how other people can interpret what that means, right? That's what he did. He said, "I own this. I get. To, I can. I can do this. I can make this thing happen." Yeah, and we even look at it a little differently. Like we don't look at serving food as our purpose. Mm. We look at serving food as a way to get to our purpose, right, which our right. purpose is the timeless memories and lifelong friendships. That's why we're here. That's what connects us all. Better stated that way. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's why I meant to say. <laughs> I'd like to circle back just a little bit on the, that business transition. Um, there's a lot of that going on. The baby boomers are all getting older and in many cases want to transition to the next generation. And statistically, the numbers aren't great. I mean, it's, it's a lot of failures, a lot of difficulties. 
but uh, you kind of described a little bit of what you guys did to help kind of facilitate that. Any other things you might want to share with the audience as you went through that process? And obviously you guys have come out the other side of it successfully that uh, people should be thinking about or paying attention to, to try to have a successful transition like that. Well, again, I mean, I, I was a witness more than I was a participant. Uh, it was on the bus. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the families are just incredibly dedicated uh, to what their fathers founded. I mean, they grew up in this company, literally. They were born into it. And some of their best childhood memories took place in and around the restaurants with people from TS. And so their dedication uh, and their intentionality around, okay, how do we make sure that we uh, that we put things in place that are going to uh, to lead to a successful transition? That's what they've done, and they've done all of the hard work. They just were very proactive about it. Was very it wasn't one day like I think I want to retire and give it to Johnny? Right? Was, no, no. Right. Well, I mean, you know, the 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 founders both uh, left us too young. Uh, and so there wasn't necessarily a lot of structure that they put into place. Um, and so the second generation of the families, um, you know, sought out resources, sought out facilitators, um, went to conferences, uh, had an advisory board created, you know, to help them um, figure out how to seamlessly make this transition and so that the company could still not only survive but thrive. And, and that's what's so beautiful, again, because you feel that family commitment. And, and you know, I, I always say, like, the, the T-Bone Saxton families uh, opened their arms and then created this family for all of us. And they, they're very proud of that, and um, we're also very proud to be a part of it. And they, they feel that. And they want to they want to make sure that um, they keep it going the way that the founders meant for it to be, and then also um, leave their own mark too, because they're incredibly successful people that um, you know we're all just so fortunate to be able to be around. Wow, great story. COVID restaurants, <laughs> you guys like won the award for twelve hours. Won the award for the hardest hit. Still trying to recover. <laughs> Um, what do you got to say about that? I mean, what's, what's the big takeaway? Uh, how's it really shifted things for you? What's, what's, what's the thought there? I, it, why why we're been, still in it, by yeah, the way. Yeah, <laughs> we're still in it. It's never ending. Um, I don't think I've ever said, I don't know more times <laughs> than, than I have in the last 18 months. Um, I remember a call with, with one of the vice presidents and he was asking me a question and I just had a long pause of like, mm, I don't know, <laughs> you know, and then we both had a laugh and then, uh, you know, we figured it out. And so a lot, you know, it's unprecedented as everybody knows. And uh, the hardest part was, uh, the decisions that we had to make around the people. Um, you know, we had to shut down. We had no no choice, and so that meant that for a period of time, we we couldn't employ most of the company, and that was heartbreaking. Uh, toughest day of my professional mm. career for sure. Uh, so you know, but you know, we 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 knew that we couldn't sit and wallow in that. Um, there was a pandemic, everybody was going through it, and the only way that the company was going to survive 
is if we did the hard work. And so that's what we did. The executive team banded together, our, our board of directors and, and our, our owner families were incredibly supportive and active. And we figured out the ways to pivot. Um, so now today, 18 months later, even though we're still going through it, we're still, you know, we still have some, some gaps that we need to fill, but we're um, much more agile, we're much more flexible, um, we're much more innovative, and we also know that we don't have to move slow. We, we can move fast because we've proven it because we had to. Um, but uh, I will say that 100% of the reason why we made it is because of people's commitment to TS. Um, the commitment from our, our owner families, the commitment from the executive team, and the commitment from our TS Ohana, which is our TS family. Um, without their dedication and their hard work and just saying, look, I got this, um, we're going to make it through. And, and that became my mantra was, we got this, we got this. We don't know what's going to happen, but we got this. We will figure it out. And everybody took that uh, type of attitude into rebuilding the company and making sure that we were going to be okay. And not only are we not okay, we're, we're on the path of a lot of really wonderful changes that will be uh, great for the long-term success of TS. Wow. I love it. You know, actually, I, got a, I don't know if the air conditioner came on or what, or I got a <laughs> chill when you were talking because I, I think, I think, you know, too often we see these company, companies that are highly successful and get a lot of notoriety and but they're kind of riding this wave, you know. I think the real test of leadership is like when things get difficult, right? <laughs> and that's that, that's when the real folks show up. And absolutely, I, I mean, you can see some businesses not doing well, and but the reality is the leadership of that business is way better than the leadership of the one over here. It's high flying, and so COVID definitely put the I think put, put leadership, you know, to the test. And I also think everything you're saying too is like, what kind of business were you to start out with? Right. Right. We didn't change who we were. I mean, even even as we were making these incredibly difficult decisions, I'm so proud that it wasn't just about finances and cash flow. It was also about how do we still honor our mission and values during this most challenging time in our industry's history. Um, And I'm I'm proud that that we were able to do that. Um, I did tell my executive team, though, that, you know, there's a gift in here. Like, this is a horrible situation, but there is a gift in here. And so let's find the gift and let's focus on the things that we can change. Uh, and, and that's what we've done. Reminds me when you go on vacation, right? You got like this week that's all great. But there was that one little time that was like the disaster, whatever it might have been. Five years later, what do you remember? Right. <laughs> it was the thing that went crazy and everybody struggled or whatever. So, I mean, yeah, that's where life shows up, right? Not in the uh, the Kumbaya. I used to race a lot of sailboats. Won, won a lot of stuff. You always remember the thing where we got demasted or whatever, you know. <laughs> Those are the stories. So let's shift gears. But that just, made you stronger, right? Yeah, look at me you now. Know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so those trials, you know, have definitely made right. us stronger. Like we've proved we, we can be resilient. Um, you well, find I mean, out who you are. Yeah, yeah and, and we knew that. We knew that we were strong and we knew that we were resilient. But, you know, this this second generation of, of leadership at the, the family level and the executive level, you know, hadn't, hadn't been tested. I would argue that probably nobody was tested in this way. Right. Right. Um, but we 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 did it. We showed up and we fought and and we've we've come out the other end. I mean, we're still we're still fighting, but uh, we're we're really proud of where we are. Wow, good job. Shift gears ahead. Let's let's look to the future. You're running a 
sizable organization. What are you, what are you thinking about? What, what, what's, what's the future going to bring? What's technology going to bring? What's the, the post-COVID once we ever finally get out of this thing? Where, where do you think things are going to be three, five years from now in your industry? Uh-huh. Well, when COVID started, you know, March of 2020, when we started shutting down, I didn't even know if people would go to restaurants anymore. Uh, you know, there was so much that was up in the air and unknown, and, and we just didn't know. And as the pandemic as the pandemic wore on, um, it became even more uncertain. Um, now that we're a little bit on the other side and we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, uh, I'm feeling really good about the restaurant industry as a whole. Now, we do need to continue to innovate and continue to find efficiencies uh, because there's so many moving parts, it's really easy to have things go awry uh, from a business perspective. Um, but I, I'm really excited about where we are because I think, especially now, people are craving wanting to go out. People are craving wanting to um, have a meal in a place that they trust around people that they like to be around. And so I think that's where for us, you know, TS as a 32-year-old company, um, we have generations of families that have been coming to us. Uh, You know, those generations will continue. They know us. They trust us. They know that we're doing the right thing. Uh, And then we have the best people in the business. Absolutely, we have the best people in the business. They're in the TS Ohana, uh, welcoming them, greeting them, and then making sure that they're they're having the wonderful time that they're seeking out. So I think we're in a really great position. And what I'm focused on is growing. Um, I'm really focused on um, making sure that we continue to provide opportunity for the leaders in the company and the up-and-coming emerging leaders um, that we're, we're nurturing comes out of growth exactly so i mean yeah there's some technology advances but you know this is a people business and so we will never allow the technology to take over um what the person person connection is meant so to not, be i'm not gonna have a robot bring me my you're my not tie. gonna have a robot bring <laughs> your my time <laughs> just checking check way cheaper De- you know jackie we can yeah <laughs> but it doesn't match our values jeff so <laughs> there you go. so we're going to stay true to the value those values are timeless there there's there's no amount of innovation uh, you know at the end of the day we're all still human beings and human beings crave connection. And so, you know, we're, we're not going to veer from our values. We'll find other ways to do things uh, that, that will be, you know, efficient and with the times, but we will never give up the ability uh, that we have now through person-to-person connection to have timeless memories and lifelong friendships. Right, right. Well, we're kind of coming to the end of our uh, our time here together. What, what question was I supposed to ask you? What was, what was I supposed to be curious about that I wasn't, Jackie? What, what do you want to share or the thing that maybe you just want the, the biggest takeaway maybe you would like the audience to have? Oh, wow. That's a... Pressure. That's a pressure. Lo- that is a loaded question. Um, you know, I think during this time, especially of COVID, it just revealed what we already knew, uh, that humanity matters. And the way that we reach out to each other, um, you know, the, the way that we show each other kindness, compassion, understanding, the way that we include each other uh, matters. And I'm, I'm really proud to lead an organization that believes in that to its core and has always believed in that. 
And I, I hope that as we come out of the pandemic, I know that there's a lot of frustration and there's a lot of fear and there's still a lot of uncertainty and that creates stress that impacts how people interact with each other. I do hope that we can show each other more kindness and, and that we can um, really lean into what it means to, to show compassion and kindness and humanity to another human being because all of those interactions matter, um, whether it's on social media or whether it's face-to-face. Um, the energy that, that we get from each other, um, we're all in this world together and we're all responsible for each other. And the, the way that that connects um, is important. And I, I just hope that people will continue to see the bright sides and the beautiful parts of, of what it means to be a part of, of where we are. The friendlier, kinder, loving yes. <laughs> world we all desire please, starts at TS Restaurant. Please be nice. <laughs> please, be, please be nice to everyone. Um, you got anything going on that you'd like to promote, uh, maybe a nonprofit you're involved with, or maybe something happening at the restaurants? You just want to let the world know that's happening? Uh, anything that want to share yeah well our, our restaurants are all open and and ready for you all to come um please order just mention jackie please, <laughs> please order the hula pie um yes and yes. and duke's mai tai is also very popular as well i i serve on the the bowl of for the holiday bowl uh which is december 27th of this year we're moving to petco park for the first time so you know support san diego get your get your tickets to the holiday bowl they'll on sale soon but please we we welcome you at ts restaurants and we can't wait to see you all wow wow good stuff well jackie i want to thank you for taking the time to come to the show today and share your experience insights and wisdom around uh, what it looks like to be a conscious leader um, so that's our show for today if you enjoyed it please hit the like button and subscribe button so you don't miss out on hearing the best leaders here in san diego who are dedicated to running great businesses and having a positive impact on everyone they touch I'm Jeff Blanton saying, in the meantime, go do what you do. Go do what you do best, because we're all counting on you.